...who can raise themselves above the quagmire of what we call love and make themselves anything but playthings for men. Of almost all these royal and luxurious sinners, it was the chief sin that in some phase of their lives they consented to be playthings without being wives. I have striven so hard to be proper, but when girls read everything, why should not an old woman write anything? This letter was addressed to Nicholas Brune. Esquire, the editor of the Morning Breakfast Table, a daily newspaper of high character, and, as it was the longest, so was it considered to be the most important of the three. Mr. Brune was a man powerful in his profession, and he was fond of ladies. Lady Carberry, in her letter, had called herself an old woman, but she was satisfied to do so by a conviction that no one else regarded her in that light. Her age shall be no secret to the reader, though to her most intimate friends, even to Mr. Brune, it had never been divulged. She was forty-three, but carried her years so well, and had received such gifts from nature, that it was impossible to deny that she was still a beautiful woman. And she used her beauty not only to increase her influence, as is natural to women who are well favoured, but also with a well-considered calculation that she could obtain material assistance in the procuring of bread and cheese, which was very necessary to her, by a prudent adaptation to her purposes of the good things with which providence had endowed her. She did not fall in love. She did not willfully flirt. She did not commit herself. But she smiled and whispered, and made confidences, and looked out of her own eyes into men's eyes as though there might be some mysterious bond between her and them, if only mysterious circumstances would permit it. But the end of all was to induce someone to do something which would cause a publisher to give her good payment for indifferent writing, or an editor to be lenient when, upon the merits of the case, he should have been severe. Among all her literary friends, Mr. Brune was the one in whom she most trusted, and Mr. Brune was fond of handsome women. It may be as well to give a short record of a scene which had taken place between Lady Carberry and her friend about a month before the writing of this letter, which has been produced. She had wanted him to take a series of papers for the morning breakfast table and to have them paid for at rate number one whereas she suspected that he was rather doubtful as to their merit, and knew that without special favour she could not hope for remuneration above rate number two, or possibly even number three. So she had looked into his eyes, and had left her soft, plump hand for a moment in his. A man in such circumstances is so often awkward, not knowing with any accuracy when to do one thing and when another. Mr. Brune in a moment of enthusiasm, had put his arm round Lady Carberry's waist and had kissed her. To say that Lady Carberry was angry, as most women would be angry if so treated, would be to give an unjust idea of her character. It was a little accident which really carried with it no injury, unless it should be the injury of leading to a rapture between herself and a valuable ally. No feeling of delicacy was shocked. What did it matter? No unpardonable insult had been offered, 
No harm had been done, if only the dear, susceptible old donkey could be made at once to understand that that wasn't the way to go on. Without a flutter and without a blush, she escaped from his arm and then made him an excellent little speech. Mr. Brune, how foolish, how wrong, how mistaken, is it not so? Surely you do not wish to put an end to the friendship between us? Put an end to our friendship, Lady Carberry? Oh, certainly not that. Then why risk it by such an act? Think of my son and of my daughter, both grown up. Think of the past troubles of my life, so much suffered and so little deserved. No one knows them so well as you do. Think of my name, that has been so often slandered but never disgraced. Say that you are sorry, and it shall be forgotten. When a man has kissed a woman, it goes against the grain with him to say the very next moment that he is sorry for what he has done. It is as much as to declare that the kiss...